we preached a message, and actually it was on the Word Network too. It was on Catalyst and Truth. We preached a message years ago called a glass of water. Amen. Anybody ever heard the analogy about a glass of water? If you take a glass of water, I know you heard it, baby. <laughs> if you take a glass of water, just try it while you're at home. Pour yourself a glass of water and just walk around your house. Just keep walking around your house, carrying that same glass of water. Don't ever put it down. Carry it for 24 hours. What's going to happen? Your hands are going to get tired. Why? It's not because the water is heavy. It's because you're carrying it for too long. See, in order to get the freedom that you need in your life, in order to get to your next, because we always talking about I'm going to my next, I'm getting to my next level. In order to get to your next level, you got to do what? You got to love like God first of all. You got to forgive. You got to put that thing down. See, it doesn't say that there is no glass of water. It doesn't say that someone didn't hurt you in your past. That is legitimate. They legitimately hurt you in the past. Doesn't take away from that. But in order to get to your next level and this next season, everybody's talking about my new season. In order to reach your new season or your new level, you got to do what? You got to put that thing down. Because, see, the next level of the anointing that God has for you you can't get to carrying that same thing. You can't get where you're going carrying that same glass of water. You've got to love people in order to get to the next level. That's why God said, love God and love people. You've got to lay it down. So there's freedom here for you today if you want it, if you want it. You've got to lay down what the haters have done to you. Amen. Anybody else besides me got some haters? <laughs> Y'all, you know about it. People that talk about you behind your back. Those same people that you would go out of your way. You drive miles to help or to bless. <laughs> Amen. Anybody ever loan money to somebody? Let's not say the word loan because what is it? It's a gift. Because <laughs> you're not getting it back. You know you're not getting it back. Anybody ever do that? And in your moment of need, where are they? You can't get them on the phone. They won't answer that phone call. <laughs> there are people who you have gone out of your way to bless that won't even clap when they see God elevating you. But guess what? To get to that next level, see, if you want to stay down here, that's fine. But if you want to go up higher and reach your next level in God, you got to love God. And you got to love people. Let's go to our focal scripture. If you have your Bibles, if you're one of the old school people to have your Bibles, that's great. I admire y'all. I'm trying to get back to the that, you know, the old way and actually bring my Bible. Yeah. But if you're like everybody else right about now, you got your smart device, you want to click to first John <laughs> chapter four, verse seven and eight. We have two focal scriptures today. 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. It says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Look at that. Love is of God. Everyone who loves is 
born of you and those things. Amen. And now let's let's turn over to Matthew chapter 22. And this is the one that I think is going to get you. It's verse 23, uh, 36, I'm sorry, verses 36 through 40. It says, teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Amen. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Guess what, beloved? <laughs> you can't get around it. You have got to love. But I can't stand love. <laughs> you know that cousin? Y'all know that cousin. <laughs> Y'all know that ex. You got to love your ex and your next. I didn't say get back with. I said love. <laughs> well, he took my money out of my bank account. You've got to love your ex and your next. <laughs> Amen. But see, you have to remember. One thing you've got to remember is that Jesus was intentional. He knew exactly what was going on. He knew exactly what would happen. He knew that in relationships, there would be issues. See, one of the number one things that is leading to mental health issues, suicide, homicide, depression, anxiety, you know what it is? Relationships. Relationship problems. That's one of the number one things that's leading to mental health issues. It's the most pr prevalent thing. So if you wonder why, it's interesting that Jesus said this is the greatest commandment. The first is to love God, and the second is to love your neighbor as yourself. I can imagine Jesus wrapping his arms around him and say, you know, Mark, you got to love others. Love your neighbors as you love yourself. Yeah, I know they don't treat you right sometimes. I know they lie on you. I know they'll do anything to step to back stab you in the back. I know they'll do anything to keep you from getting that promotion because they want it. And they don't want you to have it. Yeah, I know that. But you still got to love them. You still got to treat them right. You still got to talk to them right. Amen. You still got to, let's go back to that. Yeah. <laughs> you still got to treat them right. You still got to talk to them right. Amen. We all got jobs to work. We got stress to deal with. We got spouses to make happy. When it's all said and done, the first and the second, love God and love people. Why should I do it? Because God said it. It's a command. And now he didn't say it's an option. There's a difference between a command, a commandment, and an option. Amen. God didn't give us an option on it. He said it's a command. Amen. How can I love God? Now, I'm sure that people that may actually wonder that, well, how can I love God? How is that possible? 
one of the ways that we can love God is by seeing his heart. We have to see the heart of God. The Bible tells us in Romans 3, verse 23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Every one of us have failed. Every one of us have fallen or missed the mark in some way. But do you know us in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, but God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, catch this, like the kids say, catch this too. <laughs> while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's how good God is. That's how amazing God's love is. He didn't wait for us to come to him. He didn't wait for an apology. He loved us from the very beginning. And he demonstrated his love for us even while we were in sin. So whatever condition you find yourself in, whatever situation you find yourself in today, recognize God's love is still here for you. Receive God's love by way of faith and confession. Amen. And accept the forgiveness that's available to you. But guess what? It doesn't stop there. <laughs> I got some good news for you, and I've got some bad news for you. You want to hear the good news first? I'm going to give you one of the good news first. Let me give you the good news first. <laughs> the good news is no matter how rotten, no matter how horrible we have been, no matter what sins we committed, here's the good news. God still loves us. <laughs> Now, here comes the bad news. You ready for it? Hold on to your seat. No matter how horrible people have been to us, no matter how bad they've been, no matter what deep wounds they left in us, and there are some very deep wounds. If you've heard some of my testimony, if you have, you be around here long enough, you'll hear more of my testimony. But if you heard my testimony, you know I've been through some trauma. Amen? But guess what? We still have to love God. We still have to love God. And when we really, truly embrace the love that God has for us, it makes it easier to love like Jesus loves. Amen? So that's how great God's love really is for us. Think about it. Some of us have relationship issues. Anybody ever been stabbed in the back? You know the expression, somebody betray you with stabbing your back? Someone you trusted, a family member, a loved one, a significant other, a friend. I imagine if Shanquilla was still here, she and, and she woken up from all of that abuse, she would feel she would have felt stabbed in the back by the people that were supposed to be in her friend circle. Anybody had a group of people just turn against you when they should have supported you, amen? So you feel betrayed and you feel like, well, why? I would have helped. If you had gone through half of this, I'd have helped you. But you all left me high and dry. Anybody feel like that? Well, let me tell you. You remember the, the man named Peter? We jokingly say sometimes I have a Peter anointing. <laughs> we joke and say that sometimes. My good buddy Peter, who walked with Jesus, one of his main 
H.B. Pool, one of his main apostles. <laughs> Y'all remember what, you, what Peter did? Peter, my buddy that cut the ear off and cussed people, my good friend Peter. <laughs> Peter denied who Jesus is, not once, not twice, but three times. And guess what? Jesus knew ahead of time that he was going to do it, told him that he was going to do it. But guess what? He still loved him anyway. He still loved him anyway. That's how good God is, y'all. So even when people have hurt us, now does that mean, Pastor Frida, I have to go and let them hurt me again? Absolutely not. That's not the point of this message. The point is we have got to get past the hurt to the point where we forgive and love them. Because once we reach that level, then we can go higher. Because this next season that God has taken us to, you're going to have all kind of people from around the world. You're trying to go across the country. You're not trying to call, go across the town or the county or the state. No, that's, that's, you're trying to go across the country. You're trying to go to the tropics. You're trying to go higher. You're trying to reach and go higher up that corporate ladder. You're not going to get there if you can't deal with one of your friends back there, honey. How you going to get there? You got to go past the pain. You see, after Jesus went to the cross, a group of people saw Peter standing there. They said, wait a minute. You know that guy that was with Jesus? He must be one of his disciples. Don't know. Don't know what that is. Nobody here. But you were just walking with him a few minutes ago. That was just your best buddy. You were one of his disciples, his apostles, his followers a few minutes ago. Now you don't know him. Now that the crowd has turned against him, now that he's up against a cross, about to go up against the cross, now he is being publicly shamed. You don't know who he is. Can you imagine that, Brother Norman? And he died because he loved you. Not because he did a, committed a sin, but because he committed the sin. So in this case, Jesus is 100% innocent. He died for our sin. He committed no sin. He knew no sin. Amen. It's one thing for a person to go through something because they did something wrong. Even still, you still can support them if that's the person you support. But still, if they did no wrong, but they're going through it as a sacrifice for us. Can you imagine that? But in the middle of all that, in spite of all that, Jesus still loved Peter. And he still loved the people that hung him on the cross. You know why? Because he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. See, we have got to elevate. We're trying to go up higher, right? We've got to elevate. We've got to step up a little bit higher in order to soar to the next level, the next place that God has for us. And that includes what? Uh-oh, here it comes. Here comes the bad news. Praying for our enemies. Amen? That's how we know we're getting mature in God. 
that's how we know we're walking in love and the love of God. Well, we can get to the point where we actually pray <laughs> for those who spitefully use us. That is a, that's a preach by itself. Well, we can get to that point when we're growing up to the next level. Then we'll find doors starting to open up. Because, see, now God can say, okay, now I can open this door. I've been wanting to open this door for you, but I couldn't open it for you until you released that, what they did, put it in my hands, forgave them, prayed for them, and then showed me you was ready to go to the next level. Why? Because you messed it up. Until you did that, you would mess it up. So I need you free from that. I need you to put that glass down so that I could take you to the next one. See, you walking around carrying a glass of bitterness in your hand because somebody talked about you, lied on you, and cost you a job that you was never supposed to get. They were supposed to do that. They were supposed to. That's why Jesus at the table said, go on and do what you're getting ready to do. Go, go ahead. One of you is going to betray me. Is it I? No, it's not you. Is it I? No, it's not you. Is it I? You know it. You go ahead and do it. Hurry up. Let's go. I'm ready. Jesus was ready. How do young people say? Judas was sitting on ready. He was ready. You see, there are things that those people around you we're supposed to do because of where you're supposed to go. Amen. Some of y'all need to hear that again. They were supposed to do certain things because of where God has taken you. That wasn't an accident. It was part of the plan. But if you're so stuck on that, that you can't get to this. So you got to get off that so that you can get to this, because this is bigger than that. And that was on purpose, and it was for this. So in order for you to get to the next, your next, you got to let go of that. You got to put that down. You got to love them enough that you forgive them for what they do, because it wasn't them doing it. It was the enemy using them, but for the purpose of God to come forth in your life. Your steps are ordered by God. They're ordered by God. The Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he delighteth in our way. See, sometimes you're busy wanting to go into the direction that you want to go, that you think is right, and that's not it. That's not it. So we got to get past the people. And there are situations where there are legitimate mistakes that people make. How anybody just made an honest, simple mistake, not even a sin, not trying to sin. I'm not talking about, first time I was talking about sending people doing things deliberately, intentionally. But not even that. Just genuine mistakes. But sometimes we're so hard and we're unable to forgive. 
Think about it. Just think for one second. Where would you be if God didn't call you? If God said, you know what? Next time you repent, I want you to run. Because you're going to forgive your neighbor. You can't even forgive your neighbor what they did to you. Why would I forgive you? They're made in my image. You're made in my image. Two people made in my image. They sinned. You sinned. I died for them. I died for you. But you can't love them enough to forgive them. Now, nobody said reconcile and be friends with them. I said, forgive and pray for them. The two are not always the same. There are times for reconciliation, yes, when it's healthy and safe for both sides, then reconciliation. But there are times when it's not healthy and safe for both sides, so we're not pushing it. The, what we're pushing is what God said. He said love. He said love. So, in Matthew 22, Jesus' response was intentional. It was intentional. He also wants us to have genuine, unconditional love for others, especially those that are in the body of Christ. But Jesus knew that there would be conflict. He knew there would be discord. He knew that be, there would be divisions amongst people. He knew that there would be relationship issues with marriages and families and friends and co-workers and schools and people that you, got, you have to do life with. See, God didn't intend for us to be alone. He gave us people to do life with. He said in his word, he could have stopped and said, you know what, just love God, you're good. Love me, you're good. Love me with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, you're good. He didn't. He didn't stop there. He said that is the first commandment. The second is to love your neighbor as yourself. Why? Because relationships matter. What happens in the month of February, Valentine's Day? You know how many people get more depressed on February 14th? You have people who commit suicide on February 14th because of broken relationships that they've had. You have more people, and depression has been on the rise over the last few years, but you have more people committing suicide during that time because they lost a relationship. And they're so broken from that relationship, they, they're not even healed enough to have another relationship. And every time they try to get into a relationship, because of those glasses of water they're still carrying, she cheated, he stole money, she did this, he did that, she did, he did, she did, he did. Male and female. They're carrying that so much that they can't embrace a new relationship fully. And so year after year, they get into a little quiet room. They play their little lonely music. 
that cry themselves to sleep, that have their moments of depression. And for some of them, the enemy comes in and convinces them to end their life. You got to put it down. Freedom in Christ belongs to you. Jesus knew all of this. And he was intentional in his response. That you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus was specific. He was clear. He was concise about the commandment to love God and love people. So you're still wondering now? Jesus knew the suffering he was going through for you and me. And he still loved the people that murdered him. Think about it. At the top, I was talking about the different murders that and the senseless killings that are going on right now. You ever wonder if any of them knew ahead of time when they woke up that morning they were going to be murdered? I doubt it. I believe they would have gone a different direction. But think about it now. This Jesus knew he was going to the cross. He knew ahead of time, and he still loved. He knew in an advance and still loved. Some of us, if we even think a person in our friend circle, <laughs> if we even get a wind, if my best girlfriend tell me, hey, girl, they've been talking about you, they plotting and planning on you, it doesn't even have to be true. It could be a total lie. It could be a 100% misunderstanding. If we think somebody's about to backstab us, we'll cut them first. We'll pull a Peter. Chop their ear off first. Jesus knew in advance and still loved. So my brother, my sister, we have no excuse. We have to love our neighbor as ourselves. And if we don't, guess what? Who's walking around carrying that glass of water? They can't get to their neck. They can't get to this because of that. If you want to be free, it's time to start loving God and loving people. How does that affect my freedom? Because you're the one right here carrying that glass of water and can't get to this because of that. You can't get to your next level in God carrying the weight of unforgiveness for the pain suffered at the hands of other people. God called us to do life with people. He gave us family. He gave us friends. He gave us co-workers, classmates. He called us to do life with others. It comes with pain. Right, wrong, or indifferent. It comes with pain. But Jesus was clear, concise, and specific. He said, Love God and love people. And I ask you this question. How can you love God and you don't love the people made in his image? How? And there's two sides of it. There's two sides. On one side, there's the side of loving them enough to forgive them and pray for them for what they've done. And now I'll be remiss if I don't address the other side. 
There's the other side of how we treat one another. This is the side. Now, God says in his word in Proverbs chapter 6, it says, these six things the Lord hates. Now, some of y'all have been listening to this, and you've been like, oh, okay, I'm in the clear. <laughs> I did the wrong. They got to forgive me. I'm in the clear. He didn't say, pastor ain't say nothing to me yet. I'm coming your way. I'm coming down your road. <laughs> I'm coming right down your road. I'm going to step on your toes. Okay, I brought my boots today. Wore my boots. Okay? I'm coming down your road. In Proverbs chapter 6, it says, these six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, uh-oh, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift in running to evil, uh-oh, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among brethren. So God is so concerned about us loving one another that he says he hates a person that sows discord. That's the other side of the coin. If we're truly loving people, we've got to treat them right. Amen? We can't go around backbiting, lying, manipulating. Sowing discord. You know the way some people fight? Some people fight like this. Some people, when they get into a conflict with each other, they go back and forth. You know, they do a little back and forth. That's how some people fight. Some people, they're mature. They'll just go and say, hey, you know, I'm upset over something. Let's talk it out. We can talk it out. Great. And then you have other people. We call them passive aggressors. The passive aggressive will sit back because they don't have the personal security and maturity to go and address the conflict. They'll try to sabotage. If I can get my sister sabotaged, that's my way of attacking her for what she said or did that I don't like. Discord. They like to sow discord. It's one of the seven things that the Lord hates. So if we're loving people as ourselves, loving our neighbor as ourselves, we don't do those things that God hates. We treat them the way we want to be treated. Every relationship doesn't have to be broken just because there's a conflict. Every relationship doesn't have to be severed because there's a misunderstanding. Sometimes it's simply a misunderstanding. Sometimes it's a difference in personality. But we have to love people enough. We've got to grow up in our faith. This has got to be a real thing on the inside of us. Our relationship with God has to be strong enough that we can love them and pray for them regardless of the situation. So in the text we read earlier in 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 and 8, it says, Dear friends, let us continually love one another because love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born from God and knows God. 
The person who does not love does not know God because God is love. You know, one of the greatest things that I can do as a pastor and as a person, as a Christian, a believer, one of the greatest things that you all can do as believers in Christ, as people, is to truly love God and to love people. That's it. It's a lot simpler than we made it. We've made it about who's right and wrong. We got to grow up a little bit. Let's accept the fact that everybody's wrong. Let's just put it on that scale. Everybody's wrong. They're wrong, you're wrong, that's it. That's it. My kids give me this side. I don't get this on the one side. Why? Because they both lying. Both sides. I need to know how we make this right. So right now, in your hearts, I'm sure you can think of somebody in your life, whether your present life or even your past. And if no, if you've gotten things together, maybe this is lessons for your future on how to love people. But you can think of somebody that needs your forgiveness. And guess what? <laughs> Here's the bad news. That was the good news. Here's the bad news. You may be able to think of one or two people who you need forgiveness from. Amen? Amen? <laughs> None of us are perfect. None of us are perfect. So the first thing we want to do is repent unto God for what? Not fulfilling his first and second commandments. Now, we spent a lot of time talking about loving people because relationship with people is one of the biggest issues that we're facing now with mental health, and particularly during the month of February as it leads up to Valentine's Day and people and their relationships, families not being able to come together or spouses or ex-spouses or things like that, step-parent homes and things like that that people face is one of the biggest issues. But, you know, loving God, do we truly love God when we put everything else before him? Well, he's the last thought. Oh, it's the end of the day. Okay, let me say a little quick five-minute prayer before I go to bed. And I ain't thought about God all day. Haven't been intentional about spending any time with God. Let's start putting God first in the beginning of the day. And thanking God for at least giving us life and the opportunity this day. Amen? Because without him giving us this life, we've done all nothing. Absolutely nothing. And finally, as I close, I want us to pray a prayer asking the Lord to help us to understand what love is in our own personal life. And so if you close your eyes, I'm going to read the scripture in 1 Corinthians that we all know is a very familiar passage in verse 13. But as I'm reading it, I want you to take some personal time and just pray. And then I'm going to close us out in a prayer. 1 Corinthians 13, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal, and though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing, and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, 
but have not love, it profiteth me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. And finally, love never fails, but whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done. Dear God, please touch each person today. Help us to love as you love. Forgive us our sins that we've committed against other people made in your image. God, we forgive and release. We forgive and release people that have sinned against us and mistreated us. We pray in Jesus' name that you give us a heart, that you give us a heart to forgive others and to live in accordance with your will. In Jesus' name, amen always. Did you get something from that? I hope God has touched your heart. And